You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 63. Hey, I'm the little guy. I'm jumping in. I'm in Minneapolis. And this is Tim Hayes in Orlando, Florida. And this is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. And you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, an unscripted, free-flowing conversation about cycling. News yes. and advice. Guys. Except I jump in and ruin the conversation. That's good. You're, I don't know you're if you're the interrupter on this show, little guy. You are. You do have the reputation as the interrupter. Do I? Yeah. Yes. If you it's check, all over the internet. You need to get on Twitter. If you if, if you were able to log on to your neighbor's Wi-Fi, you would then be able to see the um, all the conversations on Twitter and your Instagram handle currently have. I'm, I have an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's just boxes of random. Created, created an Instagram for me. I was I uh, I was only aware of my Twitter account. But that's cool. Well, your your Instagram right now is just pictures of random geometric shapes. Um, so. <laughs> Hmm, cool. That's that's probably what my Instagram would be if I had if I had control of an Instagram. So, uh, well, I hate to wreck it to you, little guy. We do not have an Instagram for you. I learned my lesson when um, I tried text messaging the guy that stole your phone, and that didn't go over so well. So, um, <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I hope you guys are doing great. For me, the big news is I have a new apartment um here in orlando florida and i don't know if you guys can tell by the glowing complexion of my face but i have a serious bout of out of town form right now that i've gone on two rides in three days and tomorrow i'm gonna go on a fourth in five days is this because you don't have to work the bike shop anymore you're you're free to bike again uh that probably has more to do with it and then also just the people i know down here uh are on bikes Although, like Chicago, all of the rides tend to start at like 6.30 in the morning, so it's very early. Yeah, how far do you have to ride before you're not in Disneyland? Yeah, isn't, <laughs> isn't the average age down there about, you know, 55 plus? Yeah, it's it's a good 20-minute ride to get out of down, uh, town, and I'm located like right downtown, so... Um, That's not bad. About 20 minutes from the look, the closest monorail stop, but, you know, sometimes you can just commute there and get there. Where does the monorail go? Does it just go to Disneyland? It's self-contained within Disney. Okay, so it's not. You can't. Well, it goes lots can't. of places, little guy. It goes to the Epcot. It goes to Disney World. <laughs> it goes to the Contemporary Resort. It goes to the Polynesian That's Resort. True. It goes to the Grand Floridian. Where else could it possibly go? Did I? Did have I ever talked to you about the monorail that was at one point in South St. Paul? Went from South St. Paul to St. Paul. Have we ever talked about this? Wait, there's a monorail that went from St. Paul to South St. Paul. Yeah, I rode past – yesterday I rode past – there's a plaque in South St. Paul for it. And I rode past it yesterday and I thought, I'm pretty sure I already talked to Tim about that. It was there in like the 1890s and then uh, St. Paul City Council didn't want to fund it, so it got shut down. See, that's why you need to have an Instagram so you can take a photo of that plaque. But little guy, we're, we're bordering on – you can I'll see the, the facial link. expression oh, of our third Spencer host, Spencer. looks really unhappy. It looks <laughs> – we're starting to get to this riveting wet cardboard part of the conversation. Right, we need to let's move tell on. Let's something else. I'll find right. a link for that. Guys, let's talk about cycling. We had, we had big news this week. We, we had did. such big news in cycling. We had the biggest news. Guys, we had the biggest news, and I can't believe we've taken this long to touch on it. Are America's you... most popular cyclist got a job. He's well, got a job. a job. He's racing in Utah. He's racing yeah. in Utah. Are you pumped? I'm pumped. Hey, Chris Horner is going to take it to the streets of Utah. Ogden, Utah, the and, worst place on earth. And he's going to go win the, uh, what did they call that? It's the Larry H. Miller Tour of Utah. So America's hardest stage race, I think, is the tagline. So Chris Horner will be battling in the mountains with his group of 
roadies? Like, I mean, what? Like, he's got a little group of like, I just, he's I just think some of some guys that wear his kit. Yeah, I just think of it's Chris Horner and his yeah. others. You know, it's Mary like Gay supporters. Yeah. Um, is so it? is that race August after the tour? Right. It's after Probably. the tour, I believe. So, congrats to uh, Chris Horner for getting into a race. Um, the next big news that we need to discuss, gentlemen, is that the Montreal Cyclocross World Cup about to take place, supposed to take place one week after um, Cross I'm Vegas. I'm so pumped for this race, you guys. Is... I am so pumped. I live like just a couple hours away. I already planned yeah. my weekend. I booked hotels. I, I, I got am my ready tickets. to go. I'm ready to go I've back got... to Montreal. It's going to be fucking sweet. Canceled. What? What? It's canceled. Well, I couldn't hear you. What? Wait, what? Oh, it's canceled. It's Little good. Don't um, mess with me. Were there trees involved? Are there trees um, involved in the course? Well, I bet there's trees. I don't actually know where the course is in Montreal, but probably. It's probably is, a tree thing. Excuse me. Is this another example of due diligence being done by a cycling governing body over an well, important cyclocross race? Well, Let's, I mean, they'd never done a race there before, it sounds like. So So it seems like totally appropriate that they should be a cyclocross world well, cup. Let's just oh, yeah. read the uh, the UCI's um, uh, press release about it today here. It says, uh, quote, despite final efforts to secure some significant government funding necessary to host a high-level World Cup event, this has not been received in time to comfortably proceed, uh, end quote. Um, so that means basically they never had any money, and they were kind of hoping that they would have money. And they gave it a World Cup status anyway, and the money never happened. So, In all fairness, it was the group that does the mountain bike World Cup. So, I mean, they do have history of pulling money out of thin air to get it. But, guys. They couldn't get any cross sponsorship? Any, like, whoever sponsors the mountain bike? Why can't they? No, because mountain bikes are, like, lucrative and road racing's dead and cross is, like, kind of closer to road racing than it is to mountain bikes. There has to be more money in cross than mountain bikes. Nobody watches mountain bike racing. You know what it is? It's because Molson Molson wouldn't give any money to cyclocross. (laughs) Cyclocross was like, we don't want that beer money. What about... Is Molson the only company in Canada? No, isn't there a... No, that's Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure there's a sheetrock company or something like that. There's a town named Asbestos. They have Asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, guys, uh, Cyclocross World Cup not happening. The good news is that means everyone can show up in Boston for Adam Meyerson's last race at the TD Mayor's Cup hosted on the same weekend. Yeah, well, so that's, they, that's that brings up a good point. Yeah, it really does clear up uh, some some congestion in the calendar there. Uh, we had Road Worlds happening. We had Gloucester happening. We had the TD Cup happening. We had the World Cup in Montreal happening, all kind of in a two-week span there. And uh, it's getting a little crowded. But I, uh, I will say the big disappointment to me, though, is that now there's going to be less European teams coming because, inter, you know, Interbike Cross Vegas is just a one-off. Right. Whereas it was kind of nice that if they could get two races in on that two-week cycle, then it makes more sense financially for these teams to come. Right. Up. Well, I don't think anybody's going to skip a World Cup. Anybody who's actually trying to place in that competition <laughs> which just sucks for them that they have to fly literally halfway around the world to get to vegas and then go yeah. home they just save um, some money but all those guys want to come to vegas anyway so i'm sure it's okay because it's such a wonderful place to spend i mean there are two on. places that any european wants to go in america and it's new york city and vegas and we all know that and maybe so, miami miami's probably third you know originally but when we were writing the notes for this show i was really hoping that it was going to be uh tree people that caused this, uh, but probably it just blame seems like them. a lack of uh, due diligence by the UCI, and that is completely shocking. That is really shocking. pretty out of character. Um, other news, as we just kind of go through the roundup before we get the big deal about the Tour de France, let's talk quickly about um, USA Cycling. There's the, the report on Cycling News that a rider was fined because of Twitter comments at the Amateur Road Championships. And now it turns out the official has spoken and said it was because the rider swore at a volunteer. And... Called him a dick. Yeah. So I've I've probably said worse than a race. I've said worse. I've said worse to an official and I've gotten a warning. Um, 
But yeah, the, the, the writer <laughs> seems to, you know, we all jump to conclusions. I really like the idea that it was because of his Twitter comments. And I'm just going to say, keep tweeting, buddy. Like, we all need to be able to say these kinds of things on Twitter. But um, you probably shouldn't well, call a volunteer if, a bad word. If his race experience is true, he should have called everybody there a dick. <laughs> Well, little guy, the it race, sounded terrible. Ra- little guy, the race Bible said no neutral feeds, despite it being 110 degrees and you know zero sag support whatsoever for riders dropping out. I don't know. I'm with this guy. If you pay a hundred dollars, you have a right to be pissed off at USA Cycling for everything that happens that day. Even I don't if- care if like <laughs> like you go to order you go to order pancakes and they're like, oh, we just ran out of batter. Fucking USA Cycling <laughs> did that one. A hundred bucks for a bike race? That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. What? what, How could they not have neutral support with a hundred dollars? What? Where is that hundred dollars going? Other than into the coffers of USA Cycling to spend on some? Probably going to the. Probably going to the live feed. It was probably going to the. uh, mm, Well, the the five to the sag wagon. Yeah, probably uh, somebody had to build that podium, and they need to use a good quality wood for that. Well, you, well, there's a lot of money on a podium because you need to put up five spots on the podium, and in mm-hmm. addition, you got to have a space for a podium bike, which now has hit USA Cycling Amateur National Championships, and it finally got to the point that the director of the USA U23 Road Team got on Twitter complaining about the amateurs bringing bikes up to the podium. And guys, it is ridiculous the amount of bikes in the it's spreading. It's metastasizing. Is that right? I think so. Metastasizing, I think. Yeah, uh whatever. Uh at nationals. But let's move on to other news. Um How come the bucket didn't take off? I tried. Yeah, the podium bucket I thought was gonna I thought that was gonna be the key the, the key. It, it it was a flash in the pan. It had a couple of there were a couple of alternate buckets that did show up, so you know, maybe um, I gotta get a new maybe you just needed another podium, podium there a little bit. So that's gonna be harder than problem. And we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to the tour, but guys, uh, two things coming out of Boston. The first thing out of Boston, real quick, the Boston Globe is reporting that they can't find space to put the velodrome for their Olympic 2024 bid, which isn't gonna win anyway because no one in Boston wants the vel- the Olympics to happen, but. They can't find a place for a velodrome. I think Minneapolis wants it. We do. Yeah, Minneapolis has one. I it's mean, sorta. It, it's on. It's on life support, and it's it, sort of just like waiting to fall down. I've been, gonna, I've been hearing that for fifteen hear, years. Yeah, it's been about fifteen years that we've been hearing that the velodrome is going to fall down in the next year. But regardless, it's not, and the one in Minnesota is going years. strong. But let's talk briefly about this. Uh, in the in right. the article, they talk about how velodromes are money losing propositions, and That's no true. one wants it. And it's like yeah, there's a lot of truth there. But it would be really nice to have a velodrome. But um, some of these towns just don't want it. So I would suggest that we just cancel all track racing for the Olympics and put cyclocross in. <laughs> don't you think it's a little weird for somebody planning the Olympics to complain about part of it being a money waster? Because the whole thing, I like, as if all, all the other things are going to make money right, after like, the Olympics. Plenty make of people, any sense? Yeah, plenty of people will be Olympic diving after the event is over. Yeah, you know, like we're going to need at least five new stadiums after the Olympics. I think equestrian, you know, like uses that stuff will just flourish in in Dorchester where they're planning to put it. <laughs> really, they're putting the equestrian. You're yeah. kidding? Are you serious? <laughs> It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get a horse. It's going to be right down the street. Oh, be fantastic. Man. That's going to I mean, be you awesome. Should. You, should, yeah. you should get a horse. Yeah. So, um, But, right. uh, you know, they're, they're, honestly, there's not a lot of space in Boston. This place is pretty jam-packed full of garbage that nobody, you know, really needs here. But uh, there's not a lot of room for stadiums. I'll All tell right. you what. What is I, the garbage that's packing Boston so tight that I, they, they I think can't? The, I think, little guy, the garbage that's packing Boston tight is happening at the crits in the New England area. What is that? That was a terrible segue. It is. 
No, the streets here are tiny. All everything's packed in, and there's houses and buildings everywhere. And there's you know no, what? When you there are no wide here, open you, spaces. When you lived here, you complained that everything was too far apart. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Don't mind me. I've got another cool Boston story that's taking over oh, the internet. All right. And it's Tell all over. Hey, did you guys Nobody see? Cares about this story. But no one cares about this plain. story except it's been picked up on major news outlets of a racer in Boston punching someone else in the race. Well, this is a, a racer in Boom. Fitchburg, which is totally different than Boston. Wait, that's not Boston? Oh, no. How far away is it? It's about an hour and a half. Okay, it's so it's Boston. Yeah, it's Greater like, metropolitan area. That's like somebody in, in St. Cloud, little guy. All right. They wouldn't call that Minneapolis. So the guy's name, it looks like, is Jerome Townsend. Punched someone else after the race was over, and it was caught on camera phone, which I want to say, well, the guy that took worse it, than put that. it put it up on tout, which is like five steps below everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know tout still tout. existed. Um, so... Get, well, take it away, I, Spencer. I think worse than that, it was on the live feed. This grid had a live feed, and it was on that. Oh, so everybody saw it. This guy, except this. for me, because oh, I wasn't watching the live feed. So whatever. Oh man, it was weird because I saw it come up along across Facebook, and then it was like radio silent of all of my friends in the Boston area as far as what happened. Like everyone was like, "I don't want to talk about it," and it's like, "No, it's all over the internet. Like this thing's gonna blow up." So Spencer, what do you know? You're our man on the street. Yeah, we still don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. Little guy, did you see it? I'm sure the elbows were getting... Uh, nope. All right, well, a guy got punched in the face a couple times when he was already down on the ground, and then all Wait, of a sudden the guy the fell ended. down, and then the other guy punched him? Or the guy yeah. punched him down and then punched him more? I don't know. All that the video shows is a guy lying on the ground getting punched in the back of the neck by another guy. After two punches, he's gets up and tries to roll away, and some guy says, chill, man, and then that's it. Yeah, chill so basically, work. it's a non-story. I don't know what happened. Like, yes, totally a non-story. Well, no, not non-story, non-story, but, like, it's open and shut. Like, he's going to get a suspension. Like, that's what happens if you pull some shit like that during a race. You get a year suspension. You're not going to be racing bikes. Uh, which sucks for him because he's a, you know, cat one, like used to be pro on, uh, the mountain khakis, uh, smart stop team. Like, you know, he's been a legit fast guy for a long time and, uh, he should definitely know better. Uh, I think he probably regrets his actions. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like he apologized on his Facebook page today, Aww. but, uh, it was maybe meh too little too late like you just don't punch somebody maybe that's the best option you don't punch someone on the live feed but yeah. this this made me think of like all the stories you hear about people that used to punch each other like in races all the time and well it was before camera <laughs> like, phones so like t-town every week or what <laughs> yeah so anyway that's the story and his team fired him today he was racing for the bike com team and they did uh, they fired him via their twitter account so uh Punching at races in That's New England. That's how they fired him? Wow. I think they I, like, let Tim know respect for them, which... And then I like lost respect for them. I'm pretty like, sure they like... told him in person. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, they just let me know. Anyways, it was I'm going to register day of now because of that. <laughs> All right. Um, and one final, you know, before we get into the Twitter, guys, it was, uh, we talked about it earlier, it was amateur national championships, cross, uh, crit, time trial, road, the Crit National Championships amateur were won by Daniel Holloway again. I have a quick question for you guys. This dude has won a ton of races. He's won the last two Athens Twilights. He's a pretty big deal. But why is he still in the amateur national championships? Like, it would strike, seem to me that with that kind of track record, he should probably be racing at a pro level. His last three uh, races he's won. He's won two of the last Tour of America's Dairyland, and then he won the Amateur Road Nat Crits. Well, I hmm. think we know there's not, it's not like there's a lot of, lot of like room around on teams. Maybe we'll get picked up for next year. I mean, he won more last year than he did this year. Got a place. 
here. Yeah, there's a solution. Mike Red just got an open slot. <laughs> they got a little. They got a slot. They I need mean, somebody. He won two. Does he punch people. He won. I don't know if he punches people, but he won three races at the Tulsa Tough. Um, it just seems that with that kind yeah. of track record, that that he should do be you, good. Do you think do he's you, asking too much of a contract? That's like what a I was going to say. Do you think he's like asking for a million dollars or what? Like. Because like what would a thousand? Because it's pro cycling in the United States. I really want like Daniel Holloway. You need to be on a good team, and we can be your agents to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We can, um, get we him can on the spin show. this right. We Let us get, know what your problem is. We should get him on the show, and uh, we can ask him because I think that we can be the agents of change. Because his record, his results are amazing. I mean, he's he's either asking for a lot, lot, lot of money. Or he's just like nobody likes him. Or what is, it's one uh, of those two things. It could right? be one of those two things. Or he doesn't have people that no one likes asking for him. So like he needs to have someone like us that can that no one likes asking can, for it. That can insulate the situation, right? Like he needs someone to make him look good. He needs someone to run interference. Yes. Like like he's he's maybe not he maybe he's a jerk, but we're such big jerks that. If somebody meets all of us together, they'll be like, "Wow, that guy's so, way nicer, and he's fast." I just can't. He, I'm just looking. We're at gonna this be result. his Taylor Swift to his Conway, uh, Kanye, or what? Like Conway? I've never heard of Conway. I've heard of Kanye. Conway, Conway Twitter. Oh, are you pretty pretty in tune with the with the hip? <laughs> what the kids are into there, Tim? I okay. Uh, well, we will work. Oh, he. Oh, guys, he also won the road race at uh, the Sea Otter. The circuit race. <laughs> this guy's had one hell of a year. Anyways, uh, yep. Daniel Holloway, you know how to reach us. We could totally be your agents, and we won't even take a percentage of your contract. We're just here to Anyone else has today. any theories on why you can't get a contract, uh, let us know. Yeah. All right. You guys so, want some Minneapolis news? I got one Minneapolis news thing, oh, and it's not wait. funny. It's not funny funny. Oh, well. Uh, you know, a pedal, me, a pedal me, pub got hit by a car the other day. Oh, I saw this. And it flipped um, over. A it's drunk, not funny. A drunk driver hit him. Yeah, surprise, surprise. A drunk driver hit a bunch of drunk drivers. What What I thought was interesting about this story, actually, I did see this, and it's a shitty situation. You never want to see that happen to anyone, right, on any yeah. kind of bike, even if there's, it's a moving bar. But yeah. the reaction afterwards was so starkly different than uh, when the pedal pub got hit with water balloons. Oh, yeah. That I was like... Really, you can hit it with a car, and it's like, oh, hey, man, like, come with us to the hospital. We'll, you know, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, versus, oh, you hit us with water balloons. We're taking you down and smashing your face into the concrete. Before okay. those water balloon guys got their stuff thrown out, they they all got. Yeah, well, they yeah, all, obviously, the last like, one guy. We all knew that was going to happen. Well, I think but, there's one uh, guy left, but he like told the cops the, that arrested him like some bad words or something. So there's still well, one guy surprised. that's on the hook. Because, you know, I bet those cops are really nice guys. I'm surprised he wasn't friendly to them. So, Just, have... I was surprised that the pedal, so the pedal pub got hit and that they, they like, arrested the driver right away. Because usually when a driver hits one cyclist, one person on pedals, they, like, the driver says they didn't see him and they let him off right away. Uh-huh. Is the usual thing, even though it's still running some. But if you hit a group of cyclists all joined together with beer... It counts as a traffic violation. In terms, so of this violence. reinforces. And the he's need the of, drunk driver, not the not yeah. the eight drunk people. Well, in in fairness, the people that are on the pedal pub aren't steering; they're just letting everybody That's know true. that how much fun they're having. Um, they're they're powering it. So are they driving? They are. Could get them on a technicality. I don't want anyone. Maybe to they're get going hurt. too fast. But it's it's one it's one of those things. It's just it's funny and it's it's not it's sad at the same time. But it's, it's still it's very pedal sad because someone could have gotten really hurt. But like you said, it is the pedal pub, which those things just attract danger. They attract water balloons, and it seems to um, attract drunk drivers at what ten thirty at well, night on a Friday night across the Hennepin Avenue Bridge, which is really so scary because it could have been just one bike. You were there uh, in in the city, little guy. So you saw all the news reports on it, I'm sure, and heard all the the chatter. Um, how many of those uh, How many of those people on the pedal pub were wearing their helmets? <laughs> Probably none. Probably huh. none. And I'm sure the cop didn't ask them. Like, if you get hit on a bike, the oh. first thing is everyone's like, "Were you wearing a helmet?" Oh. As if as if you as if you rode around asking for it. Please hit me. I'm not wearing a helmet. You know, it's how many so years? Maybe, maybe they were so, asking for it. 
They so were know, probably asking for it. I, I I know we've talked about this before and how that is a pet peeve of all of ours, that when a bike gets hit by a car immediately, it's not, hey, who was at fault? Was there a red light run? It's always like a cyclist wearing their helmet or a cyclist yeah. not wearing their helmet. Like, that's the qualifier. Yeah. Um. I, like, how long did it take for cars, like, in accidents written in newspapers that say, like, a driver not wearing his seatbelt? Because now it's just assumed that drivers are wearing the seatbelt, and then every now and then they maybe mention it. It just seems well, it's only since... mentioned. It, it's only mentioned they're not wearing their seatbelt when it's, like, a driver was thrown from their car and right. impaled on a tree. They weren't wearing their seatbelt, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it all changed when the automatic seatbelts kind of became the standard in most cars. I mean, we've talked a lot also about... Uh, you know, helmets and our own personal feelings on those and like the the helmet Nazis and kind of this yeah. whole idea and like what I have a personal peeve about helmet Nazis. I think it's it's distracting to getting more people on bikes when people are like, where's your helmet? And very rude to new newbies. Yeah. Um, at the bike shop, that was something that we always tried to do. We always tell people to wear their helmet. We'd suggest wearing a helmet. We'd love for them to come on rides with us wearing their helmet. But sometimes there's new people that just don't have a helmet and you can't like immediately shun them because they don't have a helmet. You need to like mm-hmm. encourage them to get a helmet and still have a fun time with you, even if they're not having a helmet. And then maybe then they'll get a helmet, you know, purchase one to protect right. themselves. Yeah. And it just, oh, it really makes me mad. Yeah. I think the, uh, yeah, I think the way to end the puddle pub scourge is potentially to make a rule that if you're on a bicycle that's serving alcohol, Maybe you should wear a helmet, and then none of those people will want to do it anymore. Man, if you're on a bicycle serving alcohol, you should not be on the road. You should just be like, like on a bike sitting at a bar. Hey, so, little guy, if you were riding around the streets of Minneapolis with or without a helmet, with an open beer drinking, do you yeah. think you could be like, dude, I'm a pedal pub? <laughs> I don't know. You know, we should look. We should probably find out the strict technical definition of a pedal pub. And then and then skirt that line between and <laughs> drunkenly flaunt that rule as right. long as we can until maybe they ban all pedal pubs. Yeah, I I think the key is is that a, a pedal pub is considered a uh, a limousine, right, or something like that. Anyways, uh, let, let's move on Probably from a uh, pedal pub conversation. Let's move on from um, other things. Let's sure. talk about one of our tweets we got. We got from Colin Hurley this last week. He was sending us a Instagram video um, via Twitter in which he was wearing his helmet backwards on a local trail. And, of course, uh, he was sitting there on a park bench when another cyclist rolled by, saw him with the helmet backwards, and kind of just gave him, like, the, dude, your helmet's on backwards look. And yeah, then he was joy. really, really embarrassed. He was, so he that was, was doing it for the joke, doing it for the laughs, for the for the internet fame, and then he got spotted. And uh, then he felt a little embarrassed. And, uh, Brought a little joy into the world, though. Thanks thanks for taking one for the team there, Colin. We appreciate that. I'm going to do a shitty one first, and I'll work up to the This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Vibe Podcast. Ain't no rookies in here. And in, in other news, I mean... Twitter's been kind of blowing up lately with Dan Craven not being announced to the Europe car team. Um, like to thank a couple of the the people. Tour to France. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The Europe car is not for the tour to France team. Um, a lot of people, (laughs) they they have the tour to France team and then they have the not for the tour to France team. They announced (laughs) he made it. He did it. Although we thought the team was going to be all filled with Thomas Vogler's, uh, Dan from Nam did not make the tour squad. Yeah. Um, hopefully he'll be on the Volta again, but thanks to everyone that, uh, tweeted us. And then also Roxanne King, uh, today's, today was telling us about how annoyed she was that, um, only three Americans are in the tour, uh, and we're not going to be able to see Ted King or, uh, uh, yeah. Ben, Ben King? Ben King. Ben King and Ted King. And who are the, who are the Americans in the tour? We got Tyler Farrar. Andrew Tillansky. Oh yeah, Talansky. We got TJ, and then we got uh, Dan Martin. So there's four. Oh yeah, four. That's not bad. Bush Why is it saying three? Is it Bush? And no, uh, no there's only there's only th- there's only four. He didn't make the yeah. team. No, and then neither did Danny Pate of uh, Sky. Um, so, anyways, you know the big news is there is definitely Andrew Talansky is going to be in the tour, rocking the all new Garmin 
Cannondale limited edition green jersey. Oh, thank God. What yeah, do you guys think of that? Uh, what do you guys think of that? change it up a little bit for the tour. Everybody seems to release special kits now. Yeah, that happens all the time. I don't it, care. It made sense when Nancy just switched back and forth between the pink and yellow for the tour and the Giro, but like... Well, now everybody's got socks so what, Why do they need to release it? Is there a reason why? Like... It's not like their jersey clashes with any of the colors. Obviously, is it just the money grab? I think it's just the money grab. It's just so you yeah. put out a press release. And people will go, oh, yeah, Garmin, they're still so a team. So I kind of like the jersey because it's not going to be the black that everyone else is wearing. I also like it because uh, it, it highlights the Argyle again. I felt for a while the Argyle was being hidden. And uh, yeah. it's nice to have uh, that back a little bit. So it's maybe I, that's, nice to that's part of the thing. Jersey. And I'm known yeah, for just, my fashion they... sets. Since the Cannondale and the Garmin merged, they did the Cannondale-style jersey for the first half of the year, and now they're going to do a Garmin style for the rest of the year? you think that's part of the – written into the contract? Garmin so, style. So, guys, before we get into the tour, Roxanne King wants to know, does Andrew Tulansky have a chance at the tour this year? I think that's part of the tour. I'm going to check him off the list right here. Talked about him. No, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't have to talk about that anymore. All right, thank okay. you. Um, so, guys, the tour is coming. Um, uh, and we are playing a Velo Games uh, edition once again. The, yes. the, the loser. This is, my, this is my one. This is it. The losers of Velo Game among the three of us. So the, the one winner gets to win. Uh, the, the one winner gets to write. <laughs> yes, that's true. Gets to write a paragraph that we must read verbatim. So uh, I hope you guys uh, are getting on your reading glasses because you're going to be right, reading a paragraph from me and are... as the president of the Capital City Meets Squad, which I am bringing the A game. I have gone above and beyond. I have looked at contracts that were expiring. I've looked for people that you know may have personal disagreements with who may be a perfect solution for my team. So are you guys uh... nervous? Not, not at not, all. Not really. I'm no. only nervous that I'll think I get a really good team, and then I'll see Spencer's team, and it'll be the same team. <laughs> it'll it'll so, be five guys are the same between our teams, and then the other four. And four, and then those four will be the four guys on my team <laughs> that, that all fall down. Yeah. So, <laughs> gentlemen, I don't know. Like, So everyone go to Velo Games. We have the yep. code on our show notes, um, and and we'll get it out there. Uh, maybe we'll read it later in the episode for Probably you. Probably should pull that up, Tim, at some yeah. point. <laughs> well, I don't know where it is. Maybe. F- find us on Twitter. Possibly. Um, uh... Get in our Velo Games because we're also going to have other prizes we're currently securing. Also, on stage 16, we will be running our world's famous hashtag 16th place contest. Oh, man. And that is the ultimate stage for it's this year's tour. It's stage. So, guys, off the top of your head, yeah. let's. I thought it would be kind of fun for Velo Games going into it. Who we think someone like you guys would have. So I'm going to pick Spencer and Little Guy, someone that I think you're going to have on your Velo Games team. Um, And we're not going to go through the whole teams because obviously they haven't been released yet. But for example, Little Guy, you haven't picked your team yet. So I'm going to willing to bet that you're going to sink low and you're going to still take Nasir Buhani for the sprint, even though he crashed on Sunday and is all cut up at the French National Championships, mm. you're th- that's the type of sprinter that you're going to get, a sprinter that just doesn't perform well. So, <laughs> little guy, you're going to be taking Buhani. I don't think I'm going to take Buhani. I don't know who I'm going to take as a sprinter. i got to really dig. i got to dig deeper because I don't want Cavendish. I don't want Buhani. I mean, that's it. Is there any other sp- gripe? So do you, I don't want gripe. You don't want to win. <laughs> that's is is the sprinter falu racing? I think only the climber falu is racing, not the sprinter you, falu. You picked the sprinter falu last time, and it didn't really pan out. For <laughs> <me>. I want to <laughs> believe. I mean, for the listeners who are maybe newer to the show, we've done this uh, for the three grand tours last year, uh, and and uh, for the Giro earlier this year, and uh, the results have been the same in every one. Uh, Tim has Tim has taken the third step on the podium. Hey, Little guy, at least I'm step. there, and uh, and I have taken the top step. So uh, I'm looking forward to my fifth victory, uh, and uh, you guys are going to have a good time reading my paragraphs. You're like the Adam Hansen of winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that actually brings me to the next thing: is that Spencer, you're going to be taking Adam Hansen on your team because you like stability, mm-hmm. you like longevity, but you just mm-hmm. don't like performance. I also like Belgian teams, but not Belgian riders. Okay. 
Ah. Or Red Ryder, some Belgian team. Okay. (laughs) Who am I going to have, little guy? And who's Spencer going to have on their team? Well, I have to look at my team from last year to figure out who you're going to pick this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So I don't I don't remember who I picked last year. I'd probably pick Nibbles. Yep. I bet you're gonna pick Nibbles. Uh Jean Christophe Renard, you're gonna pick him. There's no doubt about that. And you might pick TJ as a joke. <laughs> but like a little serious at the same time, a little love hate sort of thing going well, on. Well my there. team is already and you'll, selected. You'll like and make I'm fun not, of them and then I'll, you'll be like, I'll oh, say this I is that I have selected my team and I I promise you guys right now I will not be changing my team from what it is right now. So I, I thought, will, uh, oh, so no Kittle. I bet you're going to pick Lauren Dam too. That's a, that's a good selection. Oh, look at the little smirk. He totally picked Ten Dams. <laughs> I, I, I did not pick Ten Dams, but now I wish I did, and I can't change my team because I just... Uh, uh, so, Koenig, mm, probably Koenig. Yeah, probably definitely is Koenig. I don't know how you're going to pick all definitely these Definitely is Zubeldia. <laughs> he's got, he's got TJ, he's guys. got Zubeldia, <laughs> he's got Quintana, <laughs> he's got... <laughs> You guys have oh. uh, his sprinter's griple. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right, here. so uh, so how many guys do we need all... to pick? Nine. The rest of them, the rest of them are random movie star guys. <laughs> oh, John Gadre is not random, guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. see, there you go. You're digging into the deep little guy cut. Five right five years ago, <laughs> it wasn't random. <laughs> all right, all right who... oh, I I was looking at the looking at the start list. There's like 30 guys starting this race who finished top 10 at a Grand Tour. Oh, that's yeah. insane. Like... Oh, only, guys, with, without a doubt. And did you see? No. I I was surprised today. Iran is riding. He's on those start lists. I didn't even think he was doing the tour for Quick Step. He's going yeah. for double. Well, I mean, let's talk about this, guys. Is it this, he, but if he's in good form, that could really throw things off. Like right. he, I did not expect not, that. Uh, Inner Ring ran an article today about the stars aligning. Let's talk about this real quick. That It truly is. I don't think that there has been a Tour de France that I have been this excited for. And I'm excited for this yeah. tour for multiple reasons. The first off, very limited time trialing. Time trial, not that big of a deal. Just enough of a distance to mess up the AG2R, guys who are going to have three quality racers in the tour. And then there are the big four. We have Quintana, we have Froome, we have Nibali, and we have Contador, right? But you know what? I'm can, sick of this big four crap. Can we, we not can talk easily about the big add, four? We can easily add like eight more guys, like you were saying. I mean, We can add we, more than eight. That's guys, what's crazy. Yeah, the, this tour is stacked, and it's going to be great. There's so many great little stages yep. here and there. There's cobbles. There's excitement in the air. It's going to be fantastic. Little guys should be pumped because there's only like maybe four or five sprint stages in the whole thing. Oh, I'm really pumped because I like you guys have have noted. I can't pick a sprinter, even if given the opportunity. I will. <laughs> I will. I sort of like my mouse will just sort of drag over and pick a falut. <laughs> Don't know what happens. So guys, I mean, well, in particular, little guy. Who do you have? Like, who are your uh, your B plus players? My B plus players. I don't know. I'm excited about uh, you know like Kelderman. I think is going to have a good race. He's had a quiet year. I think he's been secretly preparing. I think. Uh, what about Molina? I think right, Molina. He's on that Trek program now, so I don't know if stuff's going as well. It should. Did you notice your boy uh, from Netherlands Lotto, Steven? Yeah. He's riding. I don't oh, yeah. know if he's. There to just probably help out Ten Dam and Kelderman, sure. but that's probably. that's a powerful threesome on that team. Yep. Um, I don't know Navarro. Confidence has nothing to do now. Yeah. Who's so Katusha? All they got? Is, Katusha. Who does Katusha have? <laughs> Rodriguez. Exactly. Like another. And this may be the perfect tour for him, guys. This it is, is an awesome he's, tour. He's getting too old. If they would have made this tour three years ago, he would have won. Dude, he's going to he have old have... man strength like Dennis Menkoff. So, <laughs> Dennis Menkoff had biological passport manipulation strength. I think that's yeah, been proven. It's a little different. And what about Terame, you guys? He's going to just rise. He's going to do he's going to do the landa. He's going to do the landa. He's going to be pacing nibbles and then suddenly be like, "Oh my god, Terame is stronger." And so he's going to fly away. So, will uh-huh. the f- 
what what will be the top place Frenchman? And I know you think JCP of AG Tour, our little guy. Yeah, JCP. Um, it's Thibaut what if, Pino. What about Pino? There is, there is no other Frenchman in this race other than I know Pino. there's not a lot. So here's the reason it won't be. There's I know there's not a lot of time trialing, but Pino can't time trial and JCP can. And if you remember last year, who followed wait, Nibbles? Wait, 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 wait. Who, fo- let me who just, followed Nibbles on all the Mont just, finishes? Let me who, just who, interrupt you and who, jump back to that last time trial bit. How did the French team yeah, yeah. He DNF'd. He DNF'd. work out? Oh, okay. Not, I'm just having, okay, good. moving on. He was Go having ahead. stomach issues. So I know. He's been a little... He's, he's had a little nervous. This year. Little butterflies before the tour. Yeah, so I'm a little you don't think... Uh, Roman Bardet. You don't he think might to- be the best. You don't think Thomas Vokler's little lieutenant is finally going to break out of a real for a real tour win with a contract year? Is he up for contract? Is this is this a little yeah? Bit so super the, Euro- the the Europe car uh, managers <laughs> well, everyone have, and everyone have said car, please don't negotiate contracts till after the Tour de France. I think the thing that all our fans of the pod here are taking away now is that they should definitely play poker with Tim. <laughs> Because yeah. he's pretty easy to read, and they're gonna go home with lots hey, of money. You, you guys want to know what I'm not thinking? I'm not definitely don't have a car. Right car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's a good point. Those guys, one, he used to be the best Frenchman, and and now he he's not. And two, he's out of contract at the end of the year because his team's gonna disappear. So, uh, probably needs right, to so- put in a good ride. Tommy V needs we, a stage this year, not like last year. We do have three quality Americans in the tour this year. Um, who will be the top-placed American in the tour? I'm sure we Polanski. just discussed there being four Americans in the tour. <laughs> Sorry. There's I four. checked him off, but it's Talansky. <laughs> you think Talansky over, you think Talansky you over TJ Van Garderen? Yes, I do I, think so. I don't think, I think TJ's going to wait that happens. TJ is going to come undone on that cobble stage, and Talansky's going to be fine. Talansky's going to have like Navadustress or whatever, and all those and Jack Bauer and stuff to like float him across the cobbles. No problem. He'll have Ryder like looking like a weird, messed up Tal- giraffe next Talansky, to him. No problem. Or uh, TJ is not going to have Greg Van Evermart to to shepherd him through the cobbles. Greg's going to drop his ass. You know it. Greg well, does not care about helping TJ. Greg <laughs> wants a stage win. You know, Greg Van Evermet does not seem like the kind of guy that was like, like they're probably like, oh, uh, you should help TJ. And he's like, what? Oh, I didn't hear you. What? Oh, Throw oh I didn't hear you. Sorry, I broke away. Like, oh, GVA is not a team player. You heard it here GVA first. GVA does not. Podcast. TVA. Oh, man, they've got so many acronyms on their team. Yeah. Anyway. So... <laughs> We'll ask him. We'll we'll see if we can't get him in the uh, in the live show in Richmond. We'll we'll ask GVA if he is indeed a team player or not. You <laughs> can ask him right did. after you destroy okay. TJ in arm wrestling. He obviously caused that micro fracture in Gilbert's knee or whatever. Because Gilbert was like freaking, like <laughs> complaining. I'm not on the tour team. I feel really good. And then the next day, oh, he's got a micro fracture. He's out. Everyone's quiet, and now 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 GVA has been riding well, podium in at the Belgian Championships. So, <clears throat> I don't know how to segue from this, other than that, yes, you need to ask GVA when you are taking on TVG at the <laughs> Richmond UCI RVA. World Championships. Yeah, RVA. damn it, I missed the RVA in the arm wrestling. Uh, so, but the, the big question here, guys... Is Contador going to be able to get the double with the team that he has selected to bring with him? He's bringing four guys from the Giro, which begs to question, were any of those four guys really any help to Contador when he really needed it at the Giro besides Michael Rogers? No, but I think Basso wasn't really there. Okay, He's going to be better. I think he's going to be better here. Kruziger's going to be better. He he did well at the national championships. And Micah's been riding a little pretty well. Kreisinger? I thought he was... uh, I thought I'm he thinking, had a case against him. No, that got dropped. No, that got dropped like two weeks about, ago. Uh, if you listen to a Slow Ride podcast. A uh, uh, Slow Ride podcast had a really good uh, piece about that. You, if you listen to the Slow Ride Real podcast a couple journalism. weeks ago as well, you will hear me saying exactly what I'm going to say now, which is Contador is going to crush it this tour. And his whole squad that he's bringing rode the Giro as training. He didn't need them in the Giro. He needs them for the tour. 
but they're going to be in tip-top form. And uh, they're so going to destroy faces. They look pretty is good. His this, team looks fairly strong. Yeah. Is this Tour de France going to be better than the first Tour de France we collectively, the three of us, enjoyed watching um, the first time together? Of course, I'm talking oh. about Jan versus Lance when Jan was in that beautiful Bianchi kit and the tears and just the crashing on the time a lot. trial stage. Is, is this going to be better than that one? Because that was, was a lot of awesome. I mean, we do have the stage to gap, the descent, the stage mm-hmm. to gap. Is, yeah. And it's so the 16th is... stage. Mm-hmm. So who's so going to be the Baloki? Whose career is going to end on that oh, it's descent? Probably, it's probably really well, Kostra, but I don't it's gonna be, No, it's going to be somebody <laughs> on Tim's team. We know that. <laughs> Some, someone got the black it's, spot from Tim. <laughs> or it's going to be this. Or it's going to be a Frenchman. Because it's going to like be a tragic. Uh, the other end of magic a to remember about that day where Beloki crashed is who won that stage? Vino, I Did think. Zubeldia Vino, Vino, Vino won, won that stage. Oh, Zubeldia. Uh, Zubeldia's never won a stage. No, he's never won a. He's never won anything. Won, do you think Zubeldia's won anything in his? In his I don't think so. I think he's been a consistent top right ten. You guys, hold hey, on. little guy. Look, I contact the news desk. Let's get an investigative right. report I'm on Zubeldia. He's got a lot of top tens. Um, you know, that 2004 tour, guys, that was when uh, Lance got attacked by the Musette bag. And I'm still waiting for Wait, the debut. Uh, uh, okay, sorry. I'm, okay. I'm still waiting for the, the debut 7-inch from the band Lance and the Armstrongs about yeah. that incident on the tour Malay. The love song that was written between that little boy to Lance Armstrong. <clears throat> and yeah. I, I'm still waiting. I- I penned the lyrics. I wrote the I wrote the chords, but I I couldn't get the band together. Um, I was I was down to be Lance, but nobody else wanted to be the Armstrongs and and back me up. So, okay, uh, I got I it. Know. Zubeldia Zubeldia has got two wins in his career. He won the prologue, <laughs> so he's actually had a mass like he's had a win, but he's never had like in a mass star race to the Tour de Leon in 2010, and then he won the general classification. So a race wow. nobody sort of nobody cares yep. about. But then Perfect. this is so, this is a guy who's finished fourth in the Tour de France. He's fourth, fifth, sixth, like, eighth twice <laughs> in the Tour. How many yeah. how many top tens in the Giro or Vuelta does he have? He's got a lot yeah. in the Vuelta too, I think. I don't know. It's it's let's dig a little deeper. Uh, Ivan Mayo got popped for EPO. Tim liked him. Oh. that's that's great. That was sad. Hey, guys, when I was moving the other day, I did find my old Uscatel hat that I wore when the Star Tribune did the cover page shoot. Oh. Messenger fashion. in the Moment movie. of fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good stuff. <clears throat> so we did get a review on iTunes last week. We'd like to thank a shout-out to Legstrom, who says, The best cycling podcast, five stars. Funny, informative podcasts. That discusses weekly topics in cycling. I love the side stories and banter. Hosts have great chemistry. Keep up hmm. the good work, boys. Probably was <laughs> listening to that episode when uh, just me and you did it, little guy. That's Probably. a that's, that's pretty glowing review. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good review. And um, I should have just interrupted my reading of it to really drive home the uh, <laughs> point there. But I'd like to thank anybody that writes us reviews, and you can always leave yeah. one on iTunes. Um, that helps us in our ranking. We've dropped down to 114th place in the amateur ranks. What? Um, Where's Fatback enough, Radio? I think we have enough uh, uh, upgrade points to get into yeah. the professional categories. I've got to upgrade. Uh, good stuff um, there. Uh, I just want to say one thing I just noticed looking at the Tour de France start list. I didn't get Spencer like a physical birthday present. But I'd like to think I had a little hand in getting people Bizzotto onto the tour team, mm. despite the fact that he hasn't anything in about four or five years. So yeah, little, little birthday present to you, Spencer. Peepo's in there. And Luca Polini's in there. So hijinks shall. Hijinks will abound. Yes. Excellent. Now you guys can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And you can also reach us on Twitter at the slow ride pod. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? Um, we were mentioning earlier about our Velo games league and how you can play that. Um, Tim uh, didn't have this information on hand at the time, but uh, if you want to join our league and also defeat Tim, um, you can join Velo Games League 
uh, and and play along and uh, you know. So what's the best? Uh, do we have any good team names uh, this time? Around? My my favorite uh, personally. I just saw a new one here that I actually like a lot called the Podium Bucketeers. Oh, ooh. That is, <laughs> that's good. That is an Who's excellent that? team name. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> my my favorite. I was going to say before was uh, Inspector Schleck. That's a great <laughs> one. Very good. I do appreciate that. Um, and then uh, Team Cuter Pro. That's a pretty good name. What else do we got here? Don't we have the Five Bike Podium? We do. Like Five Bike Podium is a pretty excellent name as well. Little dig at the show, I think, on that one. Uh, thanks for that. So, yeah, keep uh, keep the entries coming in. Um, we got, uh, what, like 30, 40 people in the league right now. We'd like to see a few more. Uh, we'll duke it out. We'll probably throw some kind of small token medal uh, podium prize to uh, whoever wins. Uh, big upset I'm, here. I'm working on that metal right Guys, now. we do have the Pedal Pub Pirates on there. Oh. Uh. Hey, we'd like to thank BK1 for the use of the track Tama Do Cannibal off the album Radio Do Cannibal on Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for that sweet outro. Also like to thank all of our listeners who have subscribed on iTunes and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. And you can also... Um, Leave us a review. That also does help us. But most importantly, remember, always, always, always wave at your fellow spandex clown suit wearing nerds that you pass out on the road. And as for us, we'll catch you again next week. And don't be that guy on your next local ride. Which Bye-bye. is like me now. And guys, I haven't ruined a new ride yet. So I gotta That's keep going. Because I got a ride tomorrow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've heard some rumors that Already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's this guy that won't stop yapping about monorails. Peace. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.